we going, church? Oh my gosh, it is so good to be here. Um, don't you just feel so encouraged and refreshed by that? Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's, you're welcome. It's so important, you know, to position ourselves with a heart of worship and of gathering so, you know, that we can actually be the most effective that we can be um, in not just transforming our own lives, but the people around us as well. So that was great. Can we just give Jake another honor for that message? That was so good. Sweet. Uh, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Ash. I'm part of the lead team here at Oceans Perth, um, and I oversee the creative department both here in Perth and Albany, which I adore. It is so much fun. Um, and I also um, work at Alpha Crucis College, which is the literal best job. My whole job is just networking with people and, and putting them into their purpose and their calling, which I find so much um, reward from that. Uh, and AC is actually college, the college that we have our interns run um, complete their diploma of leadership through. So if you're thinking of college, let me tell you, this is the year for you. I will say now the world is only going to get more hectic and more busy. So why not start now? Am I right? So good. Hey, well, I'm excited to share in the second part of this week's Resolve topic, topic because, you know, when I was preparing for this message, I've got to be honest, I was, I was looking for a little hidden verse in the Psalms that was all cute and all, like, made everyone feel like nice and warm and fuzzy on the inside, but I'm glad Jake got to do that because he killed it and he brought a message way better than I could on that, but God told me that he had a different plan for the second part of this message, so we're going to do a 180 and we're going to straight, go straight into the book of Acts. So are you ready? So good. You know, I think it's so important to understand what praise and worship can actually do, not just for our own sakes, but for the people around us as well. And I think sometimes as Christians, we're all guilty of this. We've all done it before. We're guilty of getting stuck in this habit of going to church on a Sunday and just singing the songs because that's just what we do without really, you know, remembering who we're worshiping and what it actually truly means to worship. So it's like when you're um, driving in the car on autopilot, right? It's like you've done this trip to work five times a week for the whole year, so you know this route pretty well. And some days you just get in your car, you start driving, and you get to work, and you just get to work, you sit in your car, and you think, how the heck did I get here? Like I have no idea of the route that I just took. And I, I do that way too many times um, to count. It's honestly every day. Jaden just shook his head. Um, <laughs> But you honestly think, you sit there and you think, how, did, how the heck did I get from point A to point B without killing myself or someone else in the process, right? So worship to us can sometimes be on autopilot. But once we take back the wheel and once we start to worship with our heart and with our mind and with our soul and our spirit, we start to see how it can transform ourselves and the people around us. So if you're taking notes, which I hope you are, and if you're not, I've got a whole lot of them here that I can forward to you afterward. But the title of my message is No Longer Bound, But Free. Me too. And I'm just going to pray real quick. Holy Spirit, uh, we thank you that you're here. We just invite you into our hearts, God. Let this be your words, not my own. And I just pray for everyone's hearts to be open and responsive to what you're going to do, God. And I just pray for freedom to take place in this service today, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. Awesome. Well, as we head into the book of Acts, um, we're going to look at the story of Paul and Silas, right? And we're just going to give you a bit of a, a context to this. So they were in prison for casting out a spirit of a, of a girl because um, the owner, when he realized they cast out this spirit, he couldn't, you know, make money off her anymore because that was what he was making the money off. So he had them thrown into prison. And this is what it says in that story in Acts 16, verse 25 to 32. It says, around midnight, 
Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And then the other prisoners were listening. Suddenly, there was a massive earthquake and the prison was shaken to its foundations. All the doors immediately flew open and the chains of every prisoner fell off. The jailer woke up to see the prison doors wide open and he assumed the prisoners had escaped, so he drew his sword to kill himself. But Paul shouted, stop, don't kill yourself, we are all here. The jailer called for lights and ran to the dungeon and fell down trembling before Paul and Silas. And he brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? They replied, Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved along with everyone in your household. And they shared the word of the Lord with him and all who lived in his household. Paul and Silas's praise literally shook the foundations of the prison. That's what broke them free. And it got me thinking, you know, how often do we actually take note of this ancient pathway? You know, this ancient pathway that is so rich in knowledge. How often do we understand the power of worship? How often do we take the time to understand and comprehend that our praise can actually shift our circumstance? Which brings me to point one. Your praise sets you free. See, worship wasn't just designed for singing. It wasn't just designed for the amazing worship team we have here, or if you've got a pretty voice, or for Hillsong, or for Maverick City. No, it actually goes much deeper than that. Worship was actually birthed from the depths of people's hearts who understood and adored who God was, who understood who He was and what He was capable of. And they're not only taught the importance of worship, but what it could bring. When, when, because when they join together in praise, when they join together in corporate worship, they experience God's power firsthand. No, it was the praise that broke Paul and Silas free from the shackles that were holding them down. And when they came together to pray and to worship, the literal foundations of the prison were shaken. You know, the chains broke loose, church, and the doors flung open. See, that's the power of worship and the gathering. It has the power to break the shackles that are holding you down. And whatever that actually looks like for you, you know, whether it be depression, anxiety, worry, past relationships, hurt, current relationships, unforgiveness, bad habits or pride or addictions, whatever that looks like for you, when we come together to truly worship and believe what we're speaking out and we know the God that we're speaking to and the God that we're worshiping, the doors of the prison fling open when the, the prison swings wide open, the shackles break loose and freedom takes place. Don't ever underestimate the power of your worship. Don't ever underestimate the power of God. Because that's the God we serve, right? A God who recognizes our heart's position and acts for our benefit. A God who is so mighty and so powerful that when we worship together, he brings freedom to every person who is listening. You know... I used to be a back row sitter. Oh, no. And I used to sneak into church and sit at the back where no one could see me. And I would just sing the songs and I would listen to the message and I would wonder why, you know, I wasn't experiencing this freedom, why I wasn't ex receiving breakthrough. And hear me out, church, I am not saying that sitting in the back row is a sin. Mm -mm. But there's a reason at Ocean's Church that we say that we fight for the front row. It's because when we, we know that when we position ourselves for more, that's when we receive more. 
You know, the times I've experienced most breakthrough haven't been the times that I've snuck in and snuck out. No, the times that I've experienced the most breakthrough is when I've intentionally positioned myself with a heart of worship despite my situation, despite my pain, despite what I was going through, despite what anyone thought of me. And I said, God, this is for you. I lay it all down for you, God. You are in control. I put you back on the throne because you are the Lord and you alone deserve all the glory. That's where breakthrough comes from. A heart of posture, a heart's posture of worship before God. Point two, your praise sets others free. See, sometimes in life, people need you to praise. And sometimes you need the people around you to praise. And I've been there, right? We have the weeks where all you can do is rock up to church and you have to rely on other people around you to praise and to lift you up because you said all the words that you could say. You know, you've cried your last tears. You've poured out your heart to God. And can I encourage you, if you are in that right now, that there is power in that too. And that's why we need to passionately worship God together because we're actually in this together. See, when Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to the Lord, all the other prisoners around them were listening. And as they were worshiping, all the prison doors flung open, not just Paul and Silas's, but all the doors flung open and the chains of every prisoner broke free. See, worship didn't just set Paul and Silas free, but it set everyone around them free. Even the jailer, the one who had put Paul and Silas into shackles, went to his knees, fell to his knees and cried out, what must I do to be saved? Because he had experienced the power of the Holy Spirit through their prayer and praise. See, how we praise together will be seen and heard by others around us. Your freedom will be seen and felt by others. It's just the way the Holy Spirit works. Your praise breaks the shackles of those who don't know how to praise yet. Your praise has the power to set your friends free. Your praise has the power to break the generational chains that your family have been bound to. I'm always impacted deeply in my heart by our senior pastor Jess. I love her with my whole heart so much. Because it's like whenever she's in the room, right, whether it be in our service in Perth or whether it be in Albany, the atmosphere of worship shifts. I don't know if you've noticed it, but you know, I come to church tired and exhausted, exhausted thinking my week was big. And I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt that I know that her week was a hundred times crazier than mine was. But she's still the first person to jump up and down in praise. She's still the per- first person to raise her hands in worship. She is still the first person to pray, still the first person to prophesy. Because it shifts the atmosphere of worship. It brings my heart to a heart, my heart's posture to a heart of worship. It refreshes me. It revitalizes me. It draws me in. That's what your praise does. Your praise sets others free. Now, another part of this scripture that I'd love to draw out tonight is that Paul and Silas were praying at midnight. At the darkest point of the night. And see, sometimes we believe the lie of the enemy and we believe that we're too far gone to be set free in our darkest moment. We feel like 
we can't even find the light. And sometimes we believe that we're not worthy of having our chains broken. Or maybe it feels like you're too far out of reach. Can I encourage you, it only takes one moment. It only takes one encounter with God to have your shackles broken loose. And at the darkest point of my life, when I was doing my own thing, ignoring the call of God, living in the depths of darkness, it took one encounter with God to shake my chains free. And I remember it was the first service I ever attended at Oceans, which was at um, Everlife at the time. And Jade and my husband, who I also didn't really know back then, um, took a bunch of us out after the service to Scarborough Hill for sunset. Um, and we just chatted for a while. We just got to know each other. And after I shared a bit of my story, Jaden just asked me, so what is your purpose? And what has God called you to? If you know him a bit, he just says this every time. It's his favorite line. But I hadn't actually thought about that in years because I hadn't wanted to. I hadn't wanted to go there in my heart. But that was the moment that everything changed because it began to stir something within me immediately after that he asked those questions. The Holy Spirit came and began to do a radical work within me. And if you knew me before that, you know that that was a radical, fast-paced transformation. See, that's why we do this together, church. That's why we need the worship and we need the gathering to move from bondage to freedom, to move from fear to faith, to move from depression to joy, to move from mourning to dancing, from the darkest parts of ourselves to living in purpose. So my question is, what shackles are you holding on to right now? And do you need to praise to set them free? What shackles are holding on to your family right now? And do you need to praise to set them free? And if it's about being afraid to step out in fear of judgment, can I encourage you? There isn't a single person here who has never been bound by shackles. I remember when I was bound by the shackles of my past hurts. I had been hurt in a lot of ways. And the fear of that actually happening again had gripped me so tight. You know, the fear of never being worthy chained itself to my ankles and it was heavy. It was so heavy. And I know a lot of us experience this too. A lot of us feel this too. You know exactly what I'm talking about. We all have them. No one's exempt. But the good news is, church, that God desires you to be free. He desires you to break loose from the things that weigh you down. So right now, i just love it if we could stand. Because we're going to pray over those shackles together. And then we're going to worship. Because when we join together in prayer, and when we join together in worship, we are no longer bound, but we are free. So with every eye closed, I'd just like to take a moment to say that if that is you, if you are bound by shackles, whether it be depression, whether it be anxiety or fear or past hurts or pride or addictions or habits, whatever it looks like for you, you know what they are. Maybe you want to see shackles fall from your family. Maybe there are things that are holding your family down. Maybe there are things that are tearing your family apart. 
Or maybe you're wanting to bring back the posture of worship into your heart and your life as Jake was speaking about. Would you be so bold as to no one is looking around and to lift your hands, not to point you out or to make you feel uncomfortable, but as a physical declaration that you are ready to break three. Now I'd love to pray for you. Holy Spirit, we invite you in. We say, have your way, God. We thank you for the work you have already done in this service, in the works of every person's heart that is here tonight and can hear this message, Father. And God, we just pray for the shackles that are holding people down, the shackles of anxiety, depression, fear, worry, hurt, whatever it is, Father. We pray for those shackles and we just pray for them to be broken free in Jesus' name. We say no more, God. All authority is given to heaven. And when all authority is given to heaven, there is none none left for the enemy. So Holy Spirit, we pray for your presence to be known, to break the shackles of people's hearts, of people's minds, God, of people's souls. Holy Spirit, would you take your place, your rightful place here today, Father. God, we just pray for clarity of mind. God, where it's, it's, it's busy and, and our minds are messy and where we're fearful and where we're worrisome, God, would you just break the noise? Would it be silent, Father? Would your love come in? Would your peace come in? Would your presence come in, God, and break the noise of our minds, God? Would we be focused? Would we be clearly focused on your calling and your purpose for our life, God? I pray for identity to be known. I pray for all the lies within our minds that the enemy has planted, what people have planted, to be gone in Jesus' name, to stand on the truth of your word, the truth of your promises, God, that we are cold, we are anointed, we are beautiful, we're set apart, we're free, we're chosen, God. God, we just pray over those who are experiencing generational curses, things we may not even know about, things like anxiety that's been passed down through generations, depression that's been passed down through generations, fear that's been passed down through generations, misconceptions that have been passed down through generations. We pray for them to be broken in the name of Jesus. We pray for our we're our mothers, God. We pray for our fathers, God. We pray for our brothers and our sisters, Father. We pray for our grandparents. We pray not just for ourselves for this to be broken, God, but for them to be set free as well, Jesus. That our praise and our worship would set others free. And Holy Spirit, we just pray for a heart's posture of worship, for God at the center, as God in control. We pray. Thank you, Father, for the hearts that have accepted this today, God. And we just pray that you bless that, God. We pray that you honour that, God. I thank you that we're realigning our heart's position as a position of worship for you, Lord. Would you begin to stir within us, take place, Father? Would you begin to do a work within us that we've never seen before? Would it be a radical transformation within us, God? Let us not be afraid. Let us not be timid of what you're doing in our lives. But, Father, would you just take your place? Holy Spirit, would you just work within us? Jesus' name. Come on, let's praise Jesus together.